Hi, I'm Jake Walsh. And I'm Orion LaMontagne. Thank you for tuning in to the Manageable MBA podcast, where we have deep dive conversations with students, faculty, staff, and alumni to give you a comprehensive picture of the life inside of a top-tier MBA program. In this episode, we'll talk with Kay Jarvis, MBA student and recipient of the Connection to Excellence Scholarship. This scholarship is awarded to highly qualified full-time graduate students who are returning to school after extensive work experience. In our conversation, Kate explains what it's like to be a student again after nine years as a professional in the workforce. Be sure to check out our show notes where we will post links to the UB MBA webpage and contact information for Kate Jarvis and ourselves. If you enjoy this podcast, follow us on Twitter at UB School of MGT to stay up to date on what's happening in the UB MBA, where extraordinary is our ordinary. Thank you and enjoy. who is a uh, MBA candidate and also a recipient of the Connection to Excellence Scholarship. Um, so welcome. Thank you. Hi guys. Thanks. Nice to be here. Uh, so we, uh, we just wanted to kind of, I guess, kind of start with um, uh, your, your background. Um, so the C2E scholarship is, is kind of focused on individuals that um, have substantial amount of work experience that that's kind of the determining factor to receive that um, and so uh, maybe we can kind of lead into uh, you know where you where you started and how you ended up here and, and kind of go from there sure um, so I do have a I guess a substantial amount uh, substantial okay I like some work experience um, I was out of school for nine years before I decided to come back here to UB for the MBA program. My original undergrad and graduate degrees are in clarinet performance, so I took a little bit of a more unusual route to come to the business school. But after I graduated and um, you know was out auditioning for orchestral jobs and trying to find my way in the world, I, I started working at a small pharmaceutical company in the area. I was doing sales admin work for them which I really enjoyed and, and I like getting to work with um, the people there in the sales marketing department and doing some event planning and reporting for them. Uh, eventually that job ended and I took subsequently a couple other jobs and every time I felt like I was almost taking a step back. And I really thought that a lot of that had to do with the fact that I had some good experience but I didn't necessarily have the resume or the credentials to really push myself to that next level of my career. So after talking it over with my husband, who has an MBA himself, he went to Canisius for that, he uh, suggested that I get an MBA and UB was my logical choice for that. Uh, obviously local, we're from Buffalo, I've, we've been here for the last nine plus years, so I didn't want to move out of state for the program. And uh, we live about 10 minutes away, so it was nice and close for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, when you were kind of coming into this decision, like, how was that decisional process? How did you really get there? Like, was there a certain point where you were like, ah, screw this, I'm going to go back to go to school? Or was it kind of gradual? Like, 
when you were getting these new jobs or was it like, hmm, maybe I should go back to school? Or like, how was that build up? And when did the decision to go back to school really um, cement itself in your in your mind? It was it was this first scenario that you mentioned. The mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was just like, yeah, I got to do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for eight and a half of those nine years, I would have told you I am never going back to school. I'm done with this. I don't want to do papers <laughs> yeah, and tests and work and any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the longer the longer I thought about it the more sense it made that that was a good way to advance my career. And also, I was ready to learn again. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you're done with undergrad and grad work the first time around, you just want to get out into the world and be yeah. in a quote-unquote adult, whatever mm-hmm. that means. But, you know, you want to do what you want to experience um, life after school. And you don't necessarily want to go back to that right away. So it took me a while to Mm -hmm. to realize that that was a path that I wanted to be on. But I think I appreciate being in school and the opportunities that that affords me more than I could have if I'd gone back sooner. Mm -hmm. That's something I think all three of us can relate. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit younger. I wasn't out quite as long, but I too, like I finished school and left for a while and then came back. And I do think coming back after time off, in the working world, you do appreciate the the classes a little bit more and the the, the fact of being within the program a, a little bit more. Um, I think, you know, that probably varies per person. But I've definitely, like, I've got back in school with a whole new outlook than I was the first time I went oh, to yeah. school. Me and, too. Definitely. You know, I, it's, you just, the change of perspective of being out there and doing something else for a little while, I think, really helps drive that in. Yeah, I'm, I'm here because I want to be at this point, mm-hmm. not because I feel like <clears throat> I necessarily have to be. Yeah, Yeah. like like it's when when you first graduate high school, it's like, well, college is the next thing, and you just yep, you just go and you do. That's that's what. Yeah, you don't think about it. Yeah. Um, But I got to the point again, like I said, where I was, I I could have gotten another job from where Mm -hmm. I was easily, but I don't think I would have felt any more fulfilled in it Mm -hmm. than I was at my previous ones, and Mm -hmm. and the way that I saw for myself to really be doing something more meaningful and impactful with my career was to jumpstart that by coming back yeah so once you made the decision how did how did things start rolling like what was your plan of attack to start putting out feelers or was it just UB right away or did you apply other places or I well so first I had to look at the application deadlines because it was about um, actually probably a little under a year ago right now we're end of January so it's probably March-ish when I really was like oh I'm, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna try for fall yeah so oh, um, first plan was, can I still apply anywhere? Because mm-hmm. that was, it was a very last minute decision. And then can I figure out how to take the GMAT? Cause I didn't have any mm. tests or anything going in and, and get all that done in time mm-hmm. for an application deadline. Um, I found out that UB was actually the school that had a hard admission deadline. They had, a, I think it was June 1st. So at that point, um, that was my my goal for that. I also looked at Niagara University and Canisius, but they both have rolling admissions, so it was less important. And I knew my first choice was UB, so mm-hmm. I figured I'll apply to UB, and if that doesn't happen, then I can, you know, look at one of the other schools mm-hmm. after that. But I had, um, you know, they tell you that you have to take the GMAT about three weeks before you need your score. Mm-hmm. So that limited me to an, an early May date for that. And so I had two months. 
I studied a lot of math problems. <laughs> um, took the geo because math is not my strong suit. I did did pretty well on the verbal, not so good on the math, very average on the math, um, but obviously well enough to, to be here. And mm-hmm. that's sort of how that happened. Then I was just, you know, writing the essays and getting a couple recommendations, which obviously since I had work experience, there were former coworkers of mine who were more than happy to oblige with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has all happened. You've, you've applied and whatnot. Had you had your eye on this C2E scholarship or was that something that you found out about when you were receiving it or how did that, how did that play out? Yeah, I had no idea it existed until Aaron O'Brien called me and said, Hey, I'd like to interview you and talk about this opportunity. And so I showed up and we, because our schedules were a little crazy, I was working at the time. We ended up meeting at a bar for a drink one <laughs> afternoon. So that was my entrance interview for the school. And, you know, going in, obviously, she told me about it. So I looked it up then and I was like, wow, this is a big deal and a really cool opportunity. So I, I go in with the, well, you know, what do I have to do to ensure that I get this? Or, you know, what what can I do to, to help myself with this process? And she's like, oh, well, you're here talking to me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so, so like, no, no pressure at all, but I... <laughs> Um, it was, it was good though. She's, you know, Erin is lovely. I hear you just talked to her a little while ago. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun interview and she told me a lot about the program and the different opportunities here. Um, and that just honestly made me really excited about joining the program. Mm -hmm. Um, so getting into it and this is kind of fielded for both of you right now. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Orion is also a C2E scholar. So what exactly is the C2E scholarship? Like, what 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 does it pertain? Um, what are the, the roles and requirements? Because I know there's, like, outside of class things you have to do as part of being this scholar. And it's continuing to excellence? That's what it stands for? Or connection. Yeah. Connection, connection to excellence. Yeah. Okay, C2E, connection to excellence. This is a scholarship that's awarded to about 10 students per year, roughly? Yeah, I, I think, think it's, I think there's, yeah. Okay, so we have about probably 20, roughly, students total in the school right now have it. Um, and of the very limited stuff I know, I know that there's some things you have to do, but I'm, it's a full ride. Those are, that's, that's my limited knowledge. So I'd love for the two of you to expand upon that or correct me if. Um, now, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's, tw- I think it's 10 for the whole two years. 10 I think for the there's about year. 10. Yeah. Okay. So five a year. Okay. So yeah. So, so about five a year. I think there's only four of us for this year. Four of us right now and then three second years. Okay. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, if you two could just elaborate a bit on exactly what the scholarship is, what pertains to it. So uh, I guess I can, I can kind of start and, sure, go ahead. <laughs> and can jump in. Um, so uh, like you mentioned, Jake, the, uh, as far as like the tuition and stuff, things of that nature, um, it's, uh, it covers all of the tuition for the MBA program, mm-hmm. um, which UB is already a good value for that. Um, yes. But that's still uh, thousands of dollars that, that is covered um, through that program. But it's actually uh, a lot more than that, and that's kind of, um, I, I think, uh, the more valuable aspect of being in the, the, the C2E mix is all the extra stuff and the networking events that you get to be a part of. Um, we, uh, one, one of the more memorable ones was uh, we were invited to uh, M&T Bank for uh, a meeting with uh, a an executive uh, within the within the firm, yeah. and um, we 
uh, got to go up. I, I'm not sure what floor it was, really high up in, in the building. And, one, uh, one of the top ones. Yeah, one Thank of the top you. ones. And and they actually have a little a little single table restaurant up there for the executives of, of M&T. And it's just a table in a room uh, with a giant window overlooking the city of Buffalo. And they have a kitchen back there and, uh, you know, chefs working and stuff. And so uh, they actually, uh, you know, had this awesome dinner. It was, I don't know. Several yeah, courses. Full, full several course meals. That, <laughs> yeah. that was pretty cool. And I, I agree with that. Um, so my my understanding of you know the base requirements for the scholarship backing up just a little bit are it's a combination of work experience and um, entrance exam scores and then undergrad grades. Um, so all that plays mm-hmm. into who they consider for it. And yeah. I, I think they look for people who have a little bit of a unique background to, um, you know, myself as a being in the arts and I know Orion, you have a military background. So, you know, Steve Ditus is, was a model. Yeah. Right. So they they look for something unique about us, I think is part of it. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously deciding to quit your job and come back to school full time, it really helps to not have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I agree with Orion, you know, just the opportunities of meeting some of the top level executives at the sponsor companies who right now are Rich Products and M&T Bank are the two corporate sponsors for the scholarship program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just having having some connections there, getting to um, be the face of the program in, in some ways, you know, that they ask us to step forward and be in the ambassador program and and sort of push the school, but in in a good way and because, you know, they they trust us to do that, which is also yeah, yeah. um it, that's also a nice feeling, you know, to, to know that they want me to be here and mm-hmm. that, you know, they value me as a student. Yeah. Um so I think I just want to take a sec to really reiterate um that this is a scholarship that's definitely more geared towards individuals who have extensive work experience and are not coming back to school. Correct. Um, I, I, know, I believe it's three years Okay. Um, outside work experience. Because mm-hmm. that's something that when I had originally been applying, I had heard of the scholarship, but the fine details on that I hadn't been as clear around, so I didn't completely realize that it was more geared towards you know people returning from extensive work experience. Um, but what I also find interesting, I'm curious if you two might know, um, neither of you knew about this until you were getting it. Uh, do you know if uh, Steve or Michael, because Mike's the other, the fourth, right? Yes. Do you know if they had known about this scholarship before they got it? I just kind of find it kind of funny because I, I had knew, knew about this like before I even submitted my application. And then to hear that people who got it hadn't even heard of that, I find that just <laughs> oddly humorous, you know? Yeah, it, it is kind of kind of funny. I, I think it sounds like Steve didn't know about it either because I know that he was kind of recruited in the interview. He was already accepted to another school, mm-hmm. and uh, and after he met with Aaron, he switched gears and yeah. decided she has uh, an effect. Yeah, the UB <laughs> was the place to be. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think I've ever talked to to Mike about it yeah, I, or I any of the second year. Asked anyone yeah. specifically that question? Although I did get stopped in the bathroom one day by um, another student in the class, and she was asking me a little bit about it. So obviously people do know about the scholarship mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean to sound like creepy, like she stopped me in the bathroom. <laughs> she was like, oh, I hear you're the C2E scholar and congratulations and everything. Um, you know, but right, I don't entirely <clears throat> know how to respond to that. I'm like, no, they just offered me money. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I mean, congratulations to both of you, obviously. Thanks. Um, there is, it's huge to be able to do that. So I think 
stepping back a sec, um, beyond the scholarship, so like, what are some of the, the, um, I know you're saying you're kind of the face of the school to an extent and you've done some cool things, but like the day in, day out part of being the scholar, what does that include? Cause I know at least talking to you, Ryan, you like almost once a week during the fall, mm-hmm. you had some type of thing you had to do. So yeah. maybe elaborate a little bit more on what those events are. And then is there other stuff as well, or just kind of those events we had in the past or um, sure. I'm curious what else goes into being a scholar. Oh, well, as, as you both know, as part of the program, we don't have classes on Fridays, which is intentional. Um, you know, partially to allow us to have work time, you know, with our teams and, and groups. And then also they use that for um, the day of the week where they have most of the C2E events. So that would be, again, meetings, lunches with mm-hmm. um, people at M&T and Rich Products, which we did a few of those. And um, that was kind of the, the main other event. Part of the scholarship is keeping a 3.25 or higher GPA. So obviously we're extra motivated to mm-hmm. be getting good grades in, in the program and doing, yeah. um, going above and beyond with our classwork as well. I don't know, if Ryan, if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, I think um, most, at least for for the first several weeks of the semester, most, most Fridays we had uh, some kind of event with either Rich Products or, or with M&T, uh, some kind of interesting networking event or to learn about the companies or uh, there was uh, team building or uh, or no creative problem solving yeah, workshop was which was awesome yeah, it was product. yeah they had toys to play with and, <laughs> and they kind of love that use some kind of like trick magic to make us think of ideas it was it was amazing they had billies the, the snake. Oh, yeah? yeah. Not so, Billy. Billy. So, <laughs> go, going all the way back to uh, orientation week when we had another oh, similar. Yeah, so it was fun. very similar to that whole setup where the, you just walk in and the table was filled up with all these Yeah, all these little toys, toys and, and things. Like, well, and yeah. Jake here had a pet snake. It was a, it was a pet dragon. Pet dragon. Sorry. <laughs> he had a beard. It was a dragon. Named Billy. His name was Billy. <laughs> go away. You warm on your head? Not my neck. Oh, your yeah. neck. Okay. Got a got a lot the little the little kid inside. Yeah, sometimes. right. So yeah. We, we have fun here occasionally yeah. when we're not freaking out about stats projects. Yeah. yeah. One thing with the with the Friday thing though too, uh, for anyone that that's um, looking to apply for the C two E scholarship or, or wanting to or having an interest in it, um, Friday is also when. Some of the some of the more challenging classes do their their reviews, mm-hmm. um, and so that that makes it a challenge because um, we miss a lot of those. Um, so yeah, that. uh, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. It, it's it's hard because uh, those are almost everybody goes to those because they're you know they're really that useful, um, especially for the statistics uh, mm-hmm. class. Right, and I do feel like I missed out a little bit by not being able to go to mm-hmm. those. That being said, though, all of the faculty that I ever approached with a question mm-hmm. or, you know, needed some extra attention outside of class, they were more than willing to, you know, spend the time, particularly even Frank, our statistics mm-hmm. teacher, yeah. um, you can walk into his office whenever and ask him questions, and he's mm-hmm. always happy to chat and, and tell you whether you understand what he's saying once you <laughs> leave the office again that's you know sometimes to go back and be like well what was that but um, <laughs> i made it through <laughs> so yeah. it worked out yeah and then and then you also have your team to rely on too right know, yeah jake and uh the rest of the rest of my group um 
you know, I definitely had to, they, they kind of would fill me in on what's going on and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the group assignment stuff. That Even outside of just the group, I, there's a, a really good atmosphere of camaraderie mm -hmm. yeah. in the whole class. You know, everyone's trying to help for, um, with study guides or, mm -hmm. you know, checking answers with other people for, you know, like, do we all get the same thing on these problems? And yep. so it's, it's really nice that you don't really feel like you're in your own little bubble mm -hmm. here, you know, even just going outside of the people that you work next to day in, day out, you know, everyone's willing to answer a question and help out if they can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, sidestepping off the, the C2E stuff for a minute, um, what were your thoughts of the first semester? You got one down. How'd it go for you? Um, so it, it went. We're, we're good, actually. Um, no, mar marketing ruined my 4.0, which makes me real mad. Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was, it was good. You got A's and everything else? Yeah, somehow. Power to you. Somehow. She, she's Man. super smart. Yeah, that's crazy. That's <laughs> um, what music school does to you. I don't know. We're obsessive with our studying. It's yeah. The, like, you know. Sitting in a practice room until midnight mm -hmm. is no big deal, so I guess I moved through it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, I suppose. So I survived. I survived mm -hmm. semester one. Sounds like you more than survived. Uh, <laughs> if that was yeah. your no, only hiccup. The grades do not completely reflect the emotional toll. <laughs> uh, no, it, um, you know, going in, everyone says that the first semester is crazy hard and will put you you know, test you to your limits. And I think that is 100% true. And I also 100% needed the last month to sit on my butt and not do a whole lot. Yeah, decompress a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for a little bit better of, a, you know, school life balance mm -hmm. next semester. So fingers crossed that, you know, that's actually a thing, but I made it, I made it through. Um, it was good. It's, it's really different coming back, you know, after being in the, the, you know, I keep calling it the real world because, mm -hmm. you know, the, like, it is the, you know, real world. <laughs> the, you're not wrong. the job world, um, you know, I was fortunate, I guess, to have jobs that I could leave at work when I left the office every mm -hmm. day, um, you know, for the most part and having homework again for the first time in nine years was a bit of a shock yeah. and feeling like I, I really didn't have time to be doing all the things that. I wanted to be doing with my free time, you know, not being able to spend as much time with my husband as I wanted to and family and friends. So that, that was hard mm -hmm. for me. And I'm looking forward to once I'm out of the program again, you know, in a way going back to that in a way. And, and I'm sure whatever job I get will, and, and you know, I'm here because I want that will have more of an impact on my life outside of work than it has in the past. But mm -hmm. I, um, uh, you know, I think that the main difference between work and school is just a certain amount of leaving it at the office, yeah. no matter what is going on. So, you know, getting back into it, really feeling like I'm spending a lot of time reading and studying and doing projects and everything. Um, it, that was that was the biggest mm -hmm. challenge for me. And the biggest challenge for me going forward, being honest about it, is learning how to be better to myself going yeah. forward. You know, I, I spent a lot of time really worrying about getting that 3.25, which, you know, obviously it, it worked out. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing that I, I do have a little bit more room there to 
to take some time for myself rather than yeah. just spending time on the schoolwork all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely an important thing that anyone who's interested in the program should keep in mind, and anyone who's currently in the program. I mean, you have to take care of yourself uh, mentally, you know, throughout the mm-hmm. process, else you're going to burn out, you know. Um, and I, there are some people I saw it with over the semester, some people like, Different, different people handled it um, differently, you know, the, the, the level of coursework and everything. I think all three of us handled it quite well, but, you know, that definitely, it's very important to, to take care of yourself, so moving forward. Yeah, moving well. forward, I'm, <laughs> I'm promising myself I'm going to be a little better at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's what I signed up for, too, and I knew, I, I knew that's what was going to happen. And, you, you know, my entrance interview with Erin, and she was, saying you know you can do anything for 15 weeks at a time and it's true it's like there's there's an end date Mm -hmm. um which makes it which makes it more bearable and I think as a student coming back you know I have a built-up tolerance for that you know I'm I'm a patient person and I'm willing to delay some of that you know gratification or gratification of sitting there and watching Netflix for 15 hours straight, which I will do <laughs> in time, um, you know, but, but really just saying, okay, well, I'm going to put that off and I'm going to, I'm going to work hard for the next however many weeks and, mm-hmm. and seeing that payoff is nice too. Yeah. I'm curious, um, what you, what both of your thoughts might be on this as for not just coming back, um, to school after a while, but have you noticed it at all or has it been any different? We do have a lot of young students in the program who are continuing straight through undergrad who are 20, 21, 22 as after coming back from the, the job world after you, like a 10 year break, was that difficult at all? Or how was that getting back into school um, with some students who never left school and are still there for the first time? And I'm just curious how that well, worked out. For me, it's a little bit different because I, I came back um, and finished my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, uh, I did spend some time in undergrad before I went into the MBA, even though I, you know, was out in the work workforce for several years. Um, so, so I guess I was I was kind of not completely out of school mode. But one, you know, huge challenge for me, especially, and this is even in some of the undergrad stuff. Like when I took calculus, I hadn't taken a math class in like over a decade. And yeah. then went into calculus. Yeah. Like showed up, hey, I'm here to take calculus. And <laughs> that was hard. And so uh, I literally would just sit on the couch doing my homework for hours and hours and hours, like looking at the practice problems, trying to, and reading through the textbook and, uh, you know, and then checking my answers and be like, okay, I got it. And, you know, just grinding through it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's, there's definitely challenges and, and it's a whole different world. Um mm-hmm. I think for me, a lot of it was trusting my teammates and classmates who had been in school to help me through a lot of that type of thing, you know, either just knowing how to turn in projects and like just the <clears throat> sort of mechanics of a lot of mm-hmm. the schoolwork. <clears throat> you know, I, I felt like I can contribute with ideas and and plans and things like that but when it came down to the actual like okay how do we do this project or how do we do this thing you know trusting um the the folks who had been in school who knew how to do these things and who have been doing projects and papers for you know the last six years straight whereas 
you know, it's been a long time for me since I did that. So mm-hmm. just re-remembering, like, how to do the citation and just stupid stuff like that. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, when was the last time I made a citation before, here, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago? So I don't, it's, that's different. That's not, that's not even the way I, I would have even thought to look at that. But that's, it's, it makes sense, though. Yeah, you know, it's like. Some the, of the little stuff that you, you kind of overlook when you're in the thick of it. For sure. And, and then, you know, like I said, just putting a lot of faith in other people to get their parts of things done. And, you know, it's it's not a one person carrying a team. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everyone doing their part. And a lot of my work experience had been me doing my thing. So working with the team so closely was, was a, a newer experience yeah. for me and, and something that, you know, it's it's got its ups and downs when, when you're working with people and trying to get major projects done and grades depend on it. So, you know, really learning how to navigate through that is, mm-hmm. has been a big thing for me. When you, was there anything this semester that caught you off guard? Was there anything like coming into the program that you either had an idea of and that idea was completely wrong or something that just blindsided you and you weren't ready for? Like, what was maybe the biggest surprise of this past semester? Taking tests again. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like, you know, again, it's been a long time since I had to do that. And the first actual like graded test we had was an accounting quiz, I think. And I did horribly on it. Like, you know, we had some little 10 point quizzes in classes before that. And that was no big deal. But I like I bombed that first accounting quiz. So that was my wake up. Like, I need to learn how to study again. Mm -hmm. You know, I can do the work. I can do the reading. But I need to learn how to memorize it at least long enough to get through tests and and things and so I think that was a big that was a big moment for me being like wow this this is something that I didn't really remember how to do I can't just like go in and automatically Mm -hmm. make it happen um other things you know how how easily it it almost did come back to me after I made that realization Mm -hmm. and just you know, shifting around my priorities and, and my methods of studying a little bit and, and how I was able to make that pay off. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, it's good to know that I can be adaptive in that way when I need to be. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's got to be a, almost like muscle memory to an extent once you let yourself get back in the groove of things. A little bit, but business school is very different from music school. That I can, so... I can personally agree with. Um, that's actually what I was just going to ask because you're, you're, Educational background is really unique. I don't think I've ever even run into a music uh, student before. So, yeah. what what's it like going from uh, an arts, uh, specifically music, um, bachelor's program, and then into a fairly competitive? Uh, you did graduate level work in music, didn't you too? Oh yeah. yeah. See, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't know that. So, so. Both of both of my degrees are in classical clarinet performance, um, and <clears throat> and like I said, I think. What music school teaches you is stamina to achieve, right? Because you have to sit there. It's expected that you're practicing your instrument aside from doing your classwork and whatever. And in whatever rehearsals you have throughout the day, minimum of three hours. And that's on the low side. So mm-hmm. as a wind player, um, you know, you, you can physically only do so much with your, your breath, with your embouchure. That's, the mouth position you have to use to play the instrument for anyone who doesn't know. Um, Where string players can can practice, you know, five, seven, 
seven, ten hours a day sometimes. Like they, they're they're really intense about it. Um, so as a wind player, it's a little bit less stressful, but it's still, you know, it's a lot of hours in a practice room by yourself, um, just woodshedding tough stuff to, to get it down. Um, a lot of rehearsals, a lot of um, being in an ensemble, so teamwork, but teamwork in a very different way than it is in in business school because here you know you have a team project and you have to sort of delegate and assign and figure out what everyone's going to do when you're in music school and you're playing in an ensemble you know what part you have to play you've been assigned a part it's for your instrument it's tailored to you so your job is to learn that and make that fit with everybody else so um it's teamwork but it's also teamwork in a very different way and that was interesting to me actually coming back and, and realizing that those skills transferred to business school but only so far because there's a lot more decision making that has to come in here you know where I say well I'm a good writer so I can write part of this paper or you know I know how to do this statistics problem so I'm going to work on this part of the presentation as opposed to just knowing well I'm playing the clarinet part in this Mm -hmm. and and that's the music that I have to learn Um, but as far as classes go it's um you know, liberal arts, so I had music history, music theory, which um, can get a little bit mappy when you're in the 20th century modernist stuff, but nothing like statistics or accounting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I hadn't, you know, I haven't taken a math class since high school at this point. Mm -hmm. And that's, now we're talking 15 years, not just (laughs) nine. Uh, So, you know, that, that was a, that was an interesting thing to come back and try to remember my base level of statistics and accounting and all that to, to do those classes here. Um, you know, all the theory stuff, the organizational behavior, the communications, that is easy to me and I think that translates well mm-hmm. from my music um, background just because it's more theoretical and it's more, mm-hmm. um, it, it's more subjective rather than objective learning. Yeah. Um, so... Now that we've, we're past music school on the time yeah. there and we're into the school of management, looking forward, you know, what, what is your plans? What do you want to do with the MBA now, now that you're on track to receive one in spring 2020? Spring, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, I think I'm still, I'm still figuring that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I am planning on doing marketing concentration um, with some data analytics and also maybe some consulting classes thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be doing something that maybe had to do with community outreach for a company in the area or, um, people, people always ask me, well, do you, you know, do you want to do arts management because, you know, you, you went to music school, so, Mm -hmm. you know, do do you want to do that? But I, and as much as I would love to do that, I would rather be in charge of, um, maybe, cultural outreach for a company, um, you know, like M&T, who sponsors tons and tons of stuff in the area, um, doing something from that side where I feel like I could make more of a difference on the community level mm-hmm. than, you know, just arts admin for, um, you know, say the BPO, the orchestra here, mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to work for them, right? I'm like, no, not, not necessarily. Yeah. And like, you know, like I support them, obviously. Um, but it's also, that's a little, it's, it's, close to home mm-hmm. in terms of the 
you know, music is never going to be my career at this point. Yeah. And and I've, I'm moving past that in terms of, like, I, I accept that and I know that and I'm okay with that. Um, and I don't even necessarily want to make it sound like business school is, you know, my backup option because I, I realized that I like the lifestyle and I like a lot of what having a traditional nine to five job affords me. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I will always be playing clarinet in local <laughs> groups and I, I have one private student right now and, and, you know, I don't go looking for private students, but when they come to me, I'm more than happy to teach them. Um, so it's, it's an interesting balance for mm-hmm. me in my life of, um, you know, arts and business and, and all of the things that I'm interested in. So um, it's a really long way of not answering your question <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of opportunities out there. And I know I want to stay in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, I want to work for probably one of the larger companies in the area when, when I'm out. Because I've, I've worked... Now, I worked for a company that was literally me and my boss, and so I was doing all the office admin, and he was doing all of the delivering of supplies as a a supply company, and I worked for a company that has a worldwide presence. So, you know, I've I've Mm -hmm. kind of run run the gamut of that, Um, and I think I like larger companies, but also ones that definitely have that strong community presence and have mm-hmm. um, the, the family feel, even though the reach of the actual um, organization might be large. Yeah, well, that's a fair answer. I feel like, you know, to, to know the, the direction, maybe not the destination, but the direction you want to go, I think that's sometimes more important than the destination is, you know, the, the journey of it where you're trying to end up and how you're trying to get there, not just a title at the end of the road, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's more of like a a whole lifestyle that you're looking to achieve. Yeah. And I I think that's fair. I think more than saying I want to, you know, be a marketing manager. Sure. But I want to make sure that it's for a company that I really appreciate and Mm -hmm. fit in with. So it aligns with your values. Right. So it's, to me, it is, it's more holistic than, Mm -hmm. than just saying, career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so for prospective students, current students, future students, what if you had, you know, a short spiel of advice that you could throw at them, what, what, what would it be? Mm, okay. Um, you know, I think with any, with any program, you have to be willing to where it takes you and you have to be willing to sort of go all in on the journey and and put aside the like why am I doing this this is why why do I have to take this class or why do I have to do this activity um and really see it for what it's worth Mm -hmm. and I think that's a perspective that I have as an older returning student that some of the younger students it doesn't come as easily to them, you know, so two weeks of orientation at the beginning of the program, for example, which it's, I agree is a long orientation. It was a long two weeks. <laughs> um, I was, I was okay with it. I thought it was, I was okay with it, but like, I, I feel like I had a tolerance for it because, because you look at a lot of the say team building activities and so like, why, 
why are we building a catapult and like trying to shoot potatoes? See, I thought that was one of the better parts of the presentation. I thought stuff like that was really fun. Uh, but you know, I seeing was like, man, I wish the whole NBA could be building catapults. <laughs> but like, really, like you know, seeing that it's not just about the catapult; it's about yeah. you know working with a team and, and achieving something and in <clears throat> sort of laying down your prejudices about the activities themselves and going along for the ride. And mm-hmm. I think that that's been really important for mm-hmm. me to be able to do. Yeah, and and kind of reflecting on the things that happened and, and not just the scarring, because you're right, uh, you know, there at least when I built Catapult, there was all kinds of uh, headbutting and uh, in that particular group that I ended up in. And so uh, there are learnable moments uh, with stuff like that, for sure, uh, that you don't get if you're just sitting in a lecture. You actually have yeah. to engage with other people on something and then uh, you know you see what happens and some things work and some things don't and you know, it definitely uh, it definitely matters that stuff is what makes things happen it does and actually I'm again I'm really glad that orientation is what it is because I'm naturally a pretty shy person so getting us there for two days and forcing <laughs> us to meet new people and you know sit with different people and work with different groups, it, it really forced me to break out of my shell a little bit and meet people and talk to them and, and get to know them, which you don't have to do once you're in the program as much. I mean, obviously you have to work with the group that they assign you to for your projects and classes. Um, you know, but I made connections with people beyond that immediate circle <laughs> that, um, you know, it was, it was really nice to go into the program having a little bit of that, especially because I, you know, it, I am coming from outside. So, you know, if you're in the pharmacy school and you're doing the pharmacy dual degree program, and th- that's fantastic, but you know all the other people who are in the pharmacy program. So you've got your sort of built-in circle of friends almost mm-hmm. and, and people that you can rely on where, uh, you know, for me, it was, it was meeting a completely new set of people. And, and I, yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity to have done that. Yeah. Looking forward to Advantage this week? Uh, a little bit less. No. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> uh, I, hope, I hope they tell us a little bit more about what we need to do for the interview. I think there's a, yeah, there's been a whole lot a of details. job I, interview. I feel like it's, yeah, just an interview competition, essentially, to see who's the best at interviewing. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work out. How am I doing? So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm not hiring you, so <laughs> slightly different perspective. Um, but yeah. guys, or? no, I think uh, I think that's awesome. That's a place. solid, solid place 47 minutes. Oh. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us again today. Once again, um, we have Orion and uh, myself, Jake, we're hosting, and we have Kate Jarvis visiting us today. Um, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be releasing more. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Of course.